Hey, this is Shannon Simmons with Fit for Profit. And if you want to leverage your message to gain deeper influence and build a lasting legacy, you should be listening to Stories That Sell with Scott Rimage. Thank you for listening to the Stories That Sell podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, be sure to leave a rating and review and subscribe to hear interviews with incredible guests each and every week. Hey, everybody, it's Scott again. And before we get started, I want you to imagine having a team of virtual assistants helping you out with everything from scheduling appointments, nurturing leads, processing payments, sending out marketing emails, creating content, managing your social media accounts, and so much more. VAs for Gems is here to make sure your business runs as smoothly as possible so that you can focus on what matters most, serving your clients. We offer a wide variety of services that will completely run your business and give you one thing that everybody is limited on. That's time. Check out our website at www.vasforgyms.com. And uh, that's V-A-S-F-O-R-G-Y-M-S. I think you guys know how to spell gyms. Uh, If you want to find out more, click on a link there to book an appointment with one of our uh, gym owners who happens to be uh, a part of our team. Welcome to the show, Shannon. How are you? Great, Scott. Super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. We've had conversations before, so I know this is going to be awesome. I know you're going to bring a lot of value to the listeners. Um, why don't you just tell us what you do right out of the gates? Yeah, so uh, my name's Shannon Simmons. I own a business called Fit for Profit, and we help fitness and wellness business owners to keep more of their money so that they can focus all of their time and attention on serving their clients, changing the health of their clients and not have stress around money. Yeah. That's no fun. No, it's not. <laughs> and like, I, like I, if we can solve two problems, time and money, we're in like really good shape. Right. So yeah, right? awesome combination. <laughs> I also, I'm, I'm steering way off course here, but I also know that you've implemented VAs in your business. And, um, I'm a, I, I am a result of that. I also, we want to talk later about profit first because I believe it is the one and only way to uh, run your business when it comes to finances. But first, I want to find out a little bit more about Shannon Simmons, what makes you tick, and really what got you to the place to where you were building a business. That's really a story we want to know. What types of things formed you into the person and guided you into the direction of doing what you do? Yeah, it's been really fascinating just to think on that for the last few minutes, Scott. Um, so I was raised on a farm and I don't know what, how much you know about farms, but their income is like the most inconsistent thing in the entire world. <laughs> and I, there was, you want to talk about money stress. There was so much stress around money in my family growing up and I may get emotional because it was hard. It sucked. And I didn't get it, you know, as a kid, you don't get it. You just hear your parents arguing about money all the time. And I, I would just, it, it pulled on me um, in ways I didn't know at the time. And I don't know what happened in middle school, really, that kind of opened my eyes to this thing called accounting. Um, I will also say my dad always waited until the 14th of April to turn his taxes oh in. And I, I literally remember driving to the accountant's office, picking up the taxes and getting them in the mailbox before midnight on April 15th. So there were just these things around accounting in my growing up years. And my sophomore year of high school, I said to my mom, I want to be an accountant. And she thinks it's crazy that I'm now an accountant 25 years later, because who really does that, you know, knows what they want to do. Um, and I, I thought I knew what I wanted to do because I thought I knew what account, an accountant was. 
I like to call myself now a recovering CPA because I really don't do what I thought an accountant was going to do when I was 16 years old. Um, but it led me to go to school to become an accountant. And I really fell in love with pieces of it. Um, did the whole CPA route, hated the CPA lifestyle, got out within, you know, two years of starting that um, and started my own business. And that's really why I wanted to become an accountant. What I thought accountants could do was work from like January 1st to April 15th and then have the rest of the year off. And that's <laughs> the furthest thing from the truth. <laughs> but <laughs> I really loved helping business owners, but that's not what I was doing as a public accountant either. Um, we were doing audits to make sure that banks were making wise investments in their business owners. And it just felt so off to me. Uh, so a couple of years after I left accounting, I had a couple of kids in there and then I, or after I left public accounting, um, I started my own business and really wanted to find business owners that I could do bookkeeping for. That's what we started our business doing um, to help them understand what the hell was going on with their money. Uh, and then a few years later, I found Profit First and that really changed everything. I mean, like you said, it is the only way to manage money. Um, but it really changed everything for me, my business, my life, the, the clients that we're able to serve now, because what I didn't know when I started my business is bookkeeping really isn't the answer to understanding how money works either. <laughs> it's like accounting isn't, neither is bookkeeping. It's really all about profit first. So all of that comes together to form a business that I've had for 13 years and now have six people on a team with me, including a couple VAs and, um, it's, it's just a blessing for me to be able to give people jobs, to be able to help business owners give people jobs and do what they love in the world. Yeah. So I, I often like to ask the question about like, how did you, you, you span that gap from working for someone else, doing something that really wasn't super fulfilling to you to basically launching your own business? Because that just seems like, you know, this nice fluid little step, which we all know is not the case. What first kind of created this idea in your mind to start your own business? I really knew in high school that I wanted to work for myself, that I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want the nine to five or what turned out to be six to eight lifestyle, 6am to 8pm lifestyle of an accountant. Um, I wanted the flexibility. And so for me, I was blessed because my husband had a really good job when we had two kids and I was able to take on two clients for the first year. And it really was kind of a hobby for a couple of years while I had kids at home. I liked to say then that work was my break from kids and kids was my break from work. And, you know, when I got tired of one, I got to go to the other. Um, so I really was blessed in that regard that I didn't have a huge gap I had to fill. We didn't, I didn't leave public accounting job to start this business. I left it to have kids and then kind of start growing from the ground up. However, there was a time then when my husband's job, I mean, he is in construction and in 2008, my kids were three and four. <laughs> um, so he made it three more years, but in 2011, that business closed. And I was glad at that point that I was four or five years into business and really uh, kicked it into gear then and really started intentionally marketing and growing the business. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Glad I started when I did. So, I mean, obviously your upbringing in your parents, like the, the, the scarcity, the, the 
long breaks between income, all of these things that formed your interest in, in what you're doing. What were some of the memories you have? Is there any like bright, like clear memories of this? This is not what I want. Uh, I, like I said, there were just years where, I, I mean, I felt like I couldn't ask for anything as a child um, because I knew that it was, it involved money. And I was an oldest child. So that comes with a, a huge sense of responsibility, this innate sense of responsibility to take care of other people. And I just felt like if I took from the business, or if I took from my family, if I asked for something, um, you know, then I was taking from everybody else. And so I don't know that there's one clear thing, but just that, that inability to do what I wanted to do to ask for more, you know, and I wasn't like asking for a ton. I didn't feel like, you know, but it has absolutely influenced how, you know, we provide for our kids and not that my parents didn't try as best as they could. I mean, it was painful for them too. Um, But just that, that feeling of, you know, and I say in my profit first story at frequently, my parents used the envelope system. So I do remember the box that sat on my mom's desk that the money, the cash got divvied up into, but going to that and seeing that there was nothing there for European lessons that were supposed to happen the next week. I mean, that sucks, you know, and it, it hits home for, for kids, teenagers. Especially. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. I know it might be a little controversial, but let's talk about kind of like an envelopes type budgeting system. Cause it is, so we'll get into a little bit more nitty gritty in the why behind profit first, but let's, let's talk about that. Like what, how you've seen that affect people's businesses and personal, um, maybe their, their look on money. Like, what is that? What is, what is, what have you seen over the years as part of that system? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll go back to my parents really quick because like they got cash, you know, my mom was a teacher, so she got salary paycheck every week. So that helped bridge that gap. Um, but the money went into the necessities first, right? It went into the house payment first. It went into the groceries. Um, the eating out money didn't happen <laughs> some of those weeks and months and candlelist and money and soccer money and all of that kind of stuff was lower on the list. And the same thing happens to business owners. We prioritize with them, like what is important? Your pay has got to be important. You can't leave it to the very end because there won't be anything left. I mean, that's what happens. Like the envelope system works because you put the things in first that are priority. And then you realize, okay, I don't have anything left for eating out. You know, that's an easy one. That's it's not a necessity, right? We can find food at the grocery store a hell of a lot cheaper than we can find it at a restaurant. So you're going to eat like we always ate and never worried about food growing up. Um, but it wasn't always out. And if it was, it wasn't at nice restaurants, you know, so we made choices based off of that. And the same thing's true for business owners, you know, do you want the thousand dollar whatever you're comparing, or can you find, you know, a thousand dollar desk for a front office, or can you find one on Craigslist for a hundred dollars that will do the job until you have the money? So it just helps people really to prioritize and think through what's important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spending their money. I think, I think really painting a really good picture of like really what 
profit first is and the why is really important in this conversation. So I really <laughs> kind of want to speed up and make sure we get to that because yeah, I, think, for sure. I think there is a lot. In fact, I know this, there is a lot of um, business owners who are, who are using it there. Well, there's a, a, some business owners using it. There are a lot of business owners who know about it and know they should be using it and aren't. And so I kind of want to kind of bridge that gap first, kind of explain what it is. And then the, the, maybe we'll talk about the why people aren't using it and really kind of unearth some of those things. Yeah. So profit first is the envelope system for businesses. I talked about the envelope system being groceries and car payments. It's bigger buckets than that. Um, It's, I mean, the big buckets are profit. Like you need to be saving for something bad going to happen in your business. I used to say, we don't know what the natural disaster will be. Now we've all been through 2020 and a pandemic and who wouldn't have liked to have had three months worth of operating expenses sitting in a savings account in March of 2020, you know? So the example is real for everybody. That's what profit is for. It's that emergency savings account. Y'all have to pay taxes. We all have to pay taxes. I left out that part of my story. There was a year in my business where I couldn't pay my own taxes. Two years later, I found Profit First and I said, you, we have to do this because this solves the problem of not being able to pay taxes. Um, so that's one of the buckets that we have. And then you have a bucket for owner's pay because like I said, you have to pay yourself. You are the one that puts everything into this business. You put the most into your business of anybody on your team. Even if you don't feel like you currently are because you've gotten to a place where you're, you've hired a team and the business is kind of running without you, think about all those years at the beginning where you invested time into your business, probably weren't paying yourself for it. You have to pay yourself because you're not guaranteed a huge payout when you exit your business either. Um, so that's the third bucket then is owner's pay. And then finally, you have this bucket called operating expenses, and that's where everything else comes from. Um, and basically every dollar that you come, you bring into your business, you put, you split into those buckets and then you get to say, how much do you want to spend on, you have your, what's left in your operating expenses and how much do you want to spend on rent and payroll for your, the rest of your team and subscriptions and all the other things get divvied out of that operating expense account. It just really becomes clear to people how much they have to spend in their business when they've taken care of emergency savings taxes and their pay, their own pay first. Yeah, much different concept because there's, it's all about the first, the first thing, yeah. first things first, which when I ran my first uh, brick and mortar business, I go away from that without regret and I did make money from it. But I remember thinking, I am doing a really good job creating income for other people. <laughs> Like it was, yeah. that was always it. And I, I, I was very prideful of that. I was very happy about that. It was, it was, a, it was a great thing. I was providing people with income and, you know, consistent work yet. There's only so long you can do that until you're you burn out because it was like, I, I'm taking the least I'm taking, I took the leftovers. So it was like profit last. So um, like, how do you ensure that there's, this is a big question I had when first starting with Profit First. How do we make sure there's money for everything and still us, the, the owners of the business? The owners of the business, you do it first. <laughs> you take yours first instead of waiting till the end. And the whole thing, the, the one of the reasons I love Profit First is it's really about psychology. It's not about 
like I said, it's not about bookkeeping. It's not about accounting. It's about the psychology of us as human beings, how we treat any resource, really, money in this situation, right? We spend whatever we have. So if your revenue is $10,000 this month and you put it all into one account, you will find ways <laughs> to spend $10,000 in your operating account. You just will. That's where you all of a sudden are like, oh, I need to hire another person. It would be so much easier if I had another trainer and another VA or another whatever. And you don't go and look for ways that you can make things you already have work better. Is really what it is. And so you spend it all on operating expenses. You don't have anything left. Whereas if we just take, let's start with 1%. You talk about people who are scared to start. Most of the time it's because they look at the targets they're like, there's no way in hell I can operate on 30% of my revenue in my operating expense account. And you're absolutely right. You probably can't. We have very few people that get to targets, but they get a hell of a lot closer and every dollar they save goes into their own pockets now to pay themselves for that work that they're doing. So we start off small. We start off at that 1% um, and you learn to run your business off of 99 instead of 100%. And everybody can find, most people at the beginning can actually find 10% pretty easy. Hmm. Um, and then it starts to get harder, but it's starting small. Yeah. So that you are literally doing kind of a little manipulation, behavior modification, really in slow chunks. Yep. Absolutely. So what is the biggest thing that really, that you see that stops people from using profit first? I have to have how many accounts? Right. That's it. That's really it. They're like, I have one bank account, maybe two right now. And you want me to have five? Okay, fine. Just do three. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Again, it's like, it, I love working with people in the fitness world because you all understand small baby steps, right? Like when somebody first comes to the gym, sometimes we just need to get them there for three days out of five. We right. don't need to get them pushing massive amounts of weight or doing lots of cardio. We just need to get them there and start the habit. Same thing's true with money just start with one new account and start putting a little bit into a profit account and you start to get excited and you start to see how it works. And then you're like, okay, I want another one. But for some reason, five accounts really freaks people out. Now I'm at 20. Right. So it, it gets addictive. <laughs> Apparently because I, I, I am one of those people we're implementing profit first. Um, and, and I am one of those people. I fight my business partner. Every time we do this, I'm like, why? Like, it's so many business, it's so many accounts and it's, it's silly and it's not, but I mean, I, I get it. It is definitely, um, some behavioral modification has to occur in order to be yeah. successful. Yeah. I mean, you, you really all of a sudden can't spend all of the money. I mean, that's the other piece of it. People say, oh, well, you know, if I have five accounts, then I'm going to have money sitting in these places that I can't spend. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, that's the whole point. Right. <laughs> We have to protect our money from ourselves is usually what it comes down to. I think the biggest struggle, and I'm going to be just clear and um, transparent on my own, own thing, is the biggest struggle I've had is the abundance mindset. Like, what if something happens and I've put money in a different account? You're saying I cannot access it for that. Like, what if I can't can't pay my employees? Like, Yeah. So that's when it comes back to, okay, so what are you paying instead of paying your employees? Okay. And looking at what are those choices that you've made 
And, you know, because now you've got to the point where you can't pay your employees. So did you pay something else that you couldn't, that you shouldn't have paid, you know, instead of your employees? Because they are, they are priority. And that's actually one of the advanced accounts we have most people set up is a separate payroll account because I don't want you to not pay your employees either. <laughs> I would rather you call up your landlord and say, hey, I can pay 90% of my rent instead of 100% this month. And here's what I'm going to do next month to reduce my other expenses so that I can pay you 110% next month and make it up or whatever, but not your landlord or not your employees. Okay. All right. Yeah. It, it basically forces your hand to be creative and really look at what you're spending. Cause you know, a lot of gyms will, will keep upgrading equipment. I'm always like, what, what's the return on this? I mean, I know it doesn't, the, the uprights on that rig that you have don't match your colors. And now you got one that match your, your branding colors. I'm like, I mean, it looks really cool. <laughs> is that, and my question always is, is that what your members care about? Right. right. Do they, do they really care about the, it matches your colors or do they care about the results? So really they... it's, it's actually helping you identify what really matters. So what about somebody who's like listening to you going, yeah, but I want new equipment. And I think you have a really good answer to this because I think I know it, but I, I really want new rowers and they're a thousand bucks a piece and I need 10 of them. That's 10 K. Like, how do I ever do that? If I'm not, if I'm putting everything in profit. Yeah. When do you want that 10 K by 10 months from now? Okay. Can you find a thousand dollars in the next month? Let's put that into a separate account. So this is, this is where we end up with 20 accounts. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say 20 accounts is across two businesses and my personal. So it's, it, you know, it's eight in my business. There you so go. I like to inflate the numbers a little bit there because um, it's dramatic. It um, but <laughs> most of our gym clients have an equipment account set up and we are regularly putting money into that equipment account. Because even if you don't want new equipment right now, something's going to break something's gonna need, you know, a rower is gonna need repaired or replaced or somebody's gonna do something stupid with one of your plates and it's, you know, it's gonna need replaced, right? Flooring's gonna need replaced, whatever it is. So we're always putting a little bit into that account for those emergency situations um, or whatever comes next situation. But if you have a specific goal in mind, you want 10 new rowers, $1,000, $10,000 in 10 months, let's figure out where we can get $1,000 from and put it in that account. Save it from yourself because if it's sitting in your operating account, you'll find some other way to spend it. And then in 10 months, you can have 10 rowers or in six months, you can have six or two months, you can have two, you know, and whatever it is, but chip away at it. when it's in those buckets, it just things become a lot clearer to people about where their money is going and they can make better decisions that way. One of my favorite parts uh, besides that, I think that one is very, very important. Like, Hey, I, you know, for us, we're all online. I want a new computer. Well, okay. Like we got to make a plan to get a new computer. But one of the things that I really, really like is this. Um, I've seen a lot of, let's talk about business owners who have hired on people. They've re they're replacing their workload with other people. I, I know there's a plan contingency for that because, you know, um, let's change the, the person here. Let's go to like a, um, a coach, an online coach, someone who's coaching people through mindset, or maybe, maybe a life coach or whatever the case may be, or health and nutrition coach, weight loss coach. And they're like, I'm just doing so much. I could really use a person. How does profit hurt first help those people do the right things? Because the, 
the scenario I see very frequently as a, as a gym owner, because that's what I've been working with so long, is they they hear this great story of someone who's working on their business instead of in their business. And they're like, well, that's going to take removing me from coaching. And it's going to take removing me from doing the admin stuff. Of course, I have an amazing solution for that. But but they're trying to figure out, they don't, they just remove themselves. And the story is so epically repetitive. They have to go immediately back into it when something dramatic happens or they just can't meet the bills. So Tell us how Profit First helps in making those decisions on those timelines on adding more people to your business. Yeah. So it's a process. I mean, you, you don't go from zero to a hundred as far as hundred percent in the business to hundred percent on the business. You know, I mean, it'd be glorious if you did, but you know, it takes time and it's a process, like I said. So maybe next week, next month, you're 10% on the business and you're still 90% in. So you're hiring out 10%. The Profit First. I think the biggest thing that Profit First helps with in that situation, obviously, is the money side of it. Like, how do I afford to pay somebody even for 10%? So again, we use an advanced account. We set up a new account called New Hire. What you can name it whatever you want, but let's, I want to hire a VA. So let's call it next VA and start putting how, how much do you think you're going to pay that person? You know, is it $500 a month? Can you find $500 this month to put in that account? Maybe not. Maybe you can only find $250. So you're looking at two months out until you can hire that person. But you put that money in that account, again, to save it from yourself so you don't spend it for something else to give you a, and then it gives you a buffer when that person comes on because they are not revenue generating. When they, day one, they're not revenue generating. Again, we wish, but they're not. So they have to have time to get to the point where they're actually doing the work that allows you to generate revenue. If you're hiring a VA, they're never going to be revenue generating, but you're going to be able to generate more now, theoretically, right? Right. It takes time. So you've got that buffer to pay them. I like to say at least one month, if not two months worth of their salary in that account before you hire them. The other brilliant piece of this in my mind is when we hire somebody before we're ready, we feel attached to them. We're human beings and we like these people and we don't want to fire somebody because we know they're depending on that money. And so we don't, we make dumb decisions and we take less pay for ourselves. So we can pay them. If you don't have a person, a face or a name attached to that money in that bank account, and you decide that you can't afford it, you just take the money back out and you use it for the next bill that you need. And the decision is made for you. I'm not ready to hire yet. Yeah. 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 That's really, really good advice. I really like the the psychology part of that is that you don't have a face to the money because yeah. we all know we can get really easily ambitious growing a business. And you're like, I need someone to do X because I'm just overwhelmed. Well, then the next month you might not be overwhelmed. <laughs> and, um, and if you don't plan ahead, it can come back to bite you. And then you're really letting someone down and that's, and they're a good worker. It's not their fault, you right. know? Yeah. You want to help them. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's talk a little bit more, um, a little bit about business and about Shannon. Um, because we've talked a bit about profit first and I, I, I want to kind of make sure you've been running a business for multiple years and tapping your brain onto some of the, the concepts and, um, principles that you think have really helped you run a successful business with multiple employees and a lot of clients. Yeah. Well, 
Private First was written by Mike Michalowicz. I'm a huge Mike Michalowicz fan. Um, so he also wrote another book called Clockwork. And I think that has been the most instrumental in really changing and growing my business. And again, me personally in the last, I think it came out five years ago. So probably four years ago, but in the summer of 2019, I took a four week vacation from my business. Um, after 18 months of prepping for a four week vacation for my business. So it was not just, oh, I'm gone for the next four weeks. For 18 months, we created all the systems, documented all the processes, got all the people in place so that I didn't have to be here for, for four weeks. And then you take the four week vacation, it's a test. How'd you do over 18 months setting it up? There've been one, I've done one every month, every year since I've taken four weeks off. And there have been blunders every time. There have been little things every time. And that tells me what I need to work on for the next year until I can do it. So I love that process. Um, and the satisfaction I have coming back saying it was one tiny little thing. It was not, I, the business didn't end because of whatever happened in that month. Um, but I own a business now, not a job. Mm -hmm. It is not dependent on me. So if something happens and I get hit by a bus, literally, or, you know, I have to take time off to be with a family member who's sick or, or whatever, um, I can do it and the business will still run. And that's good for me as a business owner. It's also good for my clients. Like you want to know that the person you've hired to do a job isn't going to leave because they got hit by a boss. So you have to have those systems in place. That's just been huge for me. Many owners, Yeah. Many business owners, find themselves in a position where the business is 100% contingent on them being there. And um, it's not, I think you, you know, Mike McCallowitz obviously did this, but it's not an overnight thing. It's definitely multi, multi months of building out systems and processes. And I cannot express enough how important this is. Uh, that's why I absolutely love, you know, obviously I'm, I'm very bent towards VAs, but I, I remember last year, Texas guy hit with a storm. I had no power and no internet. I had power about two to three hours a day, but no internet for a week. And I come back and everything is still ticking. Social media was updated. Customers were responded to reports were done. And, and I, you, you don't just have to use VAs. I mean, the whole point is building out systems so that everything keeps going. And you, you mentioned it getting hit, passing the bus test. If I were to get hit by a bus today, would my business fold? And um, I think that's just such a critical thing for every business owner to really assess, but also have patience. It takes a oh. boatload of work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A boatload of work and time. I mean, it's like I said, it took us 18 months, like 18 dedicated months to what am I doing that I can't do for four months? And yeah. how do I hand that off? And just ticking through all those things that you're doing as the business owner. So yeah. process. I think so. We're so programmed to consider our role important if we're not replaceable. Like if I'm replaceable, I'm not important, but as a business owner, like it's your duty to be replaceable. And so I think it's just, some, it's a, it's a mind shift, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we talked about how it's good for you as the business owner to feel like you have a business, not a job. And it's good for your clients to know that something can happen to you. It's also really important for your team to know that I have this job no matter what happens. And after we did it for me as the business owner, we've now done it for a lot of our key employees. 
um, what are you doing that only you are doing? Because I want you to be able to walk away for however long it is, you know, I mean, again, we, we tend to think of it in negative terms, getting hit by a bus, but I mean, I have people who are having babies on my team, you know, I want them to be able to walk away for three months and yeah. not come back to a shitload of back work that hasn't been done. Right. Um, so there's lots of reasons, lots and lots of reasons to do it. Yeah. That's a really good point is replacing staff as well. Like one of the things I talk a lot about is when somebody new comes in, they should be able to walk in your, your SOP should be so tight and awesome that they can, someone from off the street can read the stuff, do step-by-step and fill that seat within a few days. Yeah. And that's a pretty, pretty serious test. (laughs) (laughs) It sucks to document everything. It is is just not a fun. If I'm honest, we're going through it right now and it's painful every time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I do, I have, I, I don't know how many, how many procedures in place, but it's, it's important. Uh, so you, you, we, I kind of danced around the profit first thing. So when did you first implement it? And was it the book? Like it just opened your eyes or did someone tell you about it? Yeah. One of my clients actually brought it to me a month after it was released and said, I want to implement this in my business. Will you read it and help me? Um, and I, I love reading. I'm always reading a book. And so I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And actually just looking back through things, it was seven years ago today that I finished the book. Um, and so I implemented it like right away. And I, I'm not exactly sure if I opened a bank account or made the call to Profit First home base to say, what is this Profit First professional thing you've got going on? I want to know more. Because um, I just, I could see how it was going to benefit clients. Yeah. Every single page, every single client, you know, so I wanted to do both at the same time. But yeah, it was seven years ago that I got the book. I think that fits why we have you on. I mean, why you're on this for me. We, uh, this business is only six months old, seven months old, something like that. And, you know, we've implemented profit first, but it's, it's a whole new set of rules. So we've been interviewing people, you know, this, I have a call with one of your team members today, but we've been interviewing people. We've been, been, and when they aren't doing profit first, they're looking at you like you have three eyeballs and it's really weird. And, and well, we're going to have to charge you a lot more. That's a lot of work and all oh. these, uh, all oh. these things. So. <laughs> I, I think the niche is incredible. I think it's great, but I did want to ask, so you, you're fit for profit. Like what made you decide to go kind of niche into, and I'm sure you serve other businesses, but what just made you decide to niche into this fitness industry? Yeah. So, um, I, I don't, I, it was probably about five years ago that I joined the profit first mastermind higher level group. And we had, uh, we have two retreats every year and I was introduced to the Miracle Morning at that, Mm. one of those retreats, one of the very first ones, and fell in love with the idea of meditation and working out every day. And I've always, I was an athlete in high school. So, you know, physical fitness has always been a part of my life, kind of slipped off as I was having babies and things like that. Um, And for at that point, it just all came together for me. And I've realized the impact it was having in my life, both the meditation and the physical fitness piece of it. And I had a a gym owner client that was doing pretty well. um, And I just looked at him and he's making such an impact in his clients' lives. And 
what he was able to pay himself, but I could tell he had people, I mean, he knew plenty of people who weren't paying themselves. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that's right. I don't think that's fair. You're making an impact on all of these people. And I personally had felt the impact and you can go back to my family who isn't feeling the impact. And I see a lot of sickness right around me and it drives me nuts. And I just know that we need more sustainable fitness professionals to change the, the health of our society. But you're not going to do it if you burn out five years in or five months in or whatever. And so for me, I get to impact your clients by making you successful. And that's not just in the fitness business. It's really in any wellness business. Um, and that's kind of, I mean, we did kind of expand a little bit and we're now working with health and nutrition coaches online and marriage counselors and, and really just any person who's in it for the wellness of their clients, which there's, a, I mean, anybody can draw that parallel, but you know, yeah. I'm talking like very direct <laughs> parallel. Um, so that's what, that's how I came to the niche. And it was kind of a godsend thing then too. I chose it and three clients landed in my inbox and I was like, okay, universe, I'm paying yeah. attention. Let's do this. That's yeah, a bigger purpose. It's a bigger vision kind of aligns with like a bigger calling than just getting people's finances in order. So I think yeah. that, that's really cool. Um, okay. So you've been doing this for businesses for seven, eight years. Um, and what are the first, let's just talk. Well, yeah, let's talk about some actionable steps. Somebody interested in needs to do like right away. Yeah. I mean, literally it's go open one new bank account and start putting 1% of every deposit into that account. That's it. And some people will say, I mean, obviously I'm going to say you should get some help figuring out your numbers and it, I'm gonna, it is, I'm going to agree with that. <laughs> it is. It can be overwhelming. If you're not a numbers person, it can be overwhelming. So if, if it's not for you to figure out the numbers, get some help figuring out the numbers, but people will come to us and, you know, Scott, you said, um, people want to charge you more because you have all these bank accounts. There's not a lot more work in the bank accounts. It's all the same transactions. It's just in a different place. Okay. So don't let that scare you. I will say we're not rock bottom cheap because we are offering you accountability. We're offering you a service that is more than just bookkeeping. Like we're going to help you get out of this. Um, so people will come to us and say, I can't afford your service. And I'm like, okay, start putting 1% into that profit account, invest it with us, and we'll get you going in 2% really fast, 3%, 10%, whatever it is. So that's the first step. Start doing that 1% into a bank account. You're probably going to do it every day. If you get a deposit every day, you're going to make a transfer every day. It's not. It's, it's, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same mindset of somebody coming to your gym and say, I can work out on my own. It's exactly the same. And, and also the value, I want to talk about the value proposition because there is a ton of value in having a guide and someone holding you accountable and walking you step-by-step step. because having experienced this newish in this, I will say there are some massive uh, mind blocks. You really have to work on some mindset. You really have to be open and like, if I didn't have a, a business partner who had already been doing it in other businesses, I would have failed eight times before I even, you know, got any traction. And I think that's the importance. The value is huge and it, it, it um, reduces the time to success in the system. So that completely makes sense to me. Um, you talked yeah. about the miracle morning. So I, you, you meditate, you, you exercise, what are some tips, some things 
Like what are some daily things that you do that you would never give up from this day on? And you would suggest other business owners do that they may not be doing. Those two. <laughs> Every day starts with meditation. I don't care if it's two minutes because it's Saturday and we've got a soccer game in, you know, an hour after I wake up and I'm catching up on all that sleep, but literally two minutes, it can totally change the rest of your day. Um, I mean, my goal is 15 or 20. Those are the best days and I can get 15 or 20 minutes in every single morning. So that's where Monday through Friday starts off 20 minutes of um, meditation and then anywhere from half an hour to an hour of physical fitness, you know, whether it's strength training and then a walk or yoga. I mean, I do a lot of different things, but man, getting that body moving just makes your brain work better the rest of the day. And absolutely I can handle a lot more coming at me when I've done those two things first thing in the morning. Right. So we've talked about several things. We've talked about Miracle Morning. We've talked about Profit Burst. We've talked about Clockwork. What's another, like, is there anything like now or recently that you've read that you think really helps business owners? Goodness, I'm always reading. Um, I mean, <laughs> the current book is Speed of Trust. Uh, it was recommended to me a, a while ago. It's got a lot of great things in it. I also just finished Traction not too long ago. So um, that's that's a really good one. Um, and that's probably the one that has had, I, I'm not very far into Speed of Trust, so I can't say much about it, but it's been good. Um, traction is huge. I mean, you want to talk about planning your business and knowing what's coming up, uh, what you should be working on, what's most important. That's probably yeah. the one that has had the most impact recently. I can, I can definitely second that. We read it as a team and then we implemented it a few months ago and it's, you know, it's given a lot of direction. So anybody who hasn't done that, stepped into the EOS system, really have an entrepreneur operating system for you so that you're not just winging it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really important. So that's good. Okay. So let's go ahead and wrap up. I, I want to, um, before I ask you the last question, how do people find you? And we'll put the notes in the show notes, but like do a plug for what you do, because I think what you do. Yeah. Is yep. I'll, absolutely. Thank you. The, the website is fitforprofit.com. And um, I will put, we have a download that's the, getting started with Profit First. So if you want to get more than just the one bank account before you actually get on a call with somebody, um, we'll do that at fitforprofit.com slash stories and um, go download that and, and just get started. That's really it is, it's the most important thing you can do for your business at this point. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Okay. Last question. If you could go back and share one piece of advice to yourself, uh, what would that be? Yeah. Do your research. Hmm. No, no. Like I told you, I wanted to be an accountant, but I had this completely wrong idea of what an accountant was. So I spent about eight years of my life doing things I wouldn't have had to do if I had really figured out what an accountant was. I don't, I think I would still be doing the same thing. Um, and I'm not gonna regret that I went to college and met all the friends and had all the memories I had, but man, I didn't have to do that either. And so um, just, I think, do your research, really look at what the people are doing that you, the, the people that are, you think you wanna be like, go see what they're really doing. and Make sure that's really what you wanna do. That's uh, really good. <laughs> <laughs> really good advice. It's so crazy how many people go and they're just like study something, they get a degree and they go into it. They haven't even spent the time like spending a few days in the shoes of somebody. And business owners do it too, right? We were like, oh, I can own a business and do the same thing. And you don't have a clue what it is to own a business. Yeah. I didn't do that either. But. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Owning a business. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably own a business or want to own a business. If you own a business, you know, 
if you want to own one, interview a bunch of business owners, get to know what really is involved because it is not a dog and pony show. It's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and it never goes away. Yeah, <laughs> Shannon, thank you so much for joining us on Profit, or excuse me, I was going to say Profit First on Stories <laughs> of Sell. I really appreciate your time. It's been awesome, Scott. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Stories That Sell podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, be sure to leave a rating and review and subscribe to hear interviews with incredible guests each and every week.